I'm Connor. And I'm Kirk. And this is our corner. Please enjoy the episode. I don't have as much prepared as I usually do. So I didn't really think about that until now, uh, which honestly made me a little nervous. But, you know, it's just not like this is my first time. Yeah. No, we'll be fine. Actually, we'll be okay. Actually, my, thir- actually my 32nd. Um, uh, 31st or 32nd? Uh, 32nd. So we've got one in the pipeline from December. This is now January 30th. We're going to sneak one in, or at least one recording in during the entire month of January. But things were busy. Things were very busy. The new year. I had to get down to SoCal to see the boys, which was so fun. Should we start there? Yeah. Should we talk about the traders that we have in our you're you're offending about twenty six percent of our of our audience. <laughs> no, uh, it was so fun. I went. I I stayed last week or not last week. I guess or was it? No, I got back last week, beginning of last week. But I went to stay with Sean in Hermosa Beach for Wednesday and Thursday, um, and then Friday Saturday I was in San Diego at your house, which was super fun, and then Sunday I was back in LA just to stay there before I flew out on Monday. $93 flight round trip when you fly in on a Wednesday out on a Monday, which is crazy. Dude, uh, if you're not a cog in the machine, life gets easy. Life is so good. If you can it's take so, flights it's, at 2 it's p.m. On, on a Wednesday, it's awesome. It's, it's really true. It's really true. Um, we can talk about the four-hour work week after this, but... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, we So wait, what are your thoughts on LA? First first impre- that's the first question I have. LA, I mean the the LA I hear about and the LA I see are so like far apart from each other in a lot of ways. I mean, obviously yes, the traffic's bad. And obviously yes, there are so many parts of it that are like not awesome, you know. Yeah. Like there's like little islands where it's pretty fucking great. Like Hermosa Beach, for the most part, is like this cool, nice beach town where, you know, people are walking around with no shoes and it's like, wow, this pace of life at 23 is awesome, you know? Like, you know, they have their e-bikes and they just like bike down to the pier, get a freaking massive like, uh, like goblet of beer from whatever that place is that we went. Um, and it's just like, it's a good time, you know, on Sundays they take their e-bikes to the pier and they watch the games, have a couple of beers. They go and play volleyball with their friends on the beach and they work jobs where they have crazy commutes, but they do it anyways. Cause they live by the beach. Um, but where it separates from what I hear from other people is like, I guess I haven't been to Santa Monica, you know, which is maybe a lot of what I'm hearing about, but like, like where are, you know, the struggling actors and comedians that I'm supposed to run into all the time. And where are like all the, I mean, there were definitely a lot of like colorful, impressive marketing in like every little corner store. It was just like so bright and like a million different types of like healthy sodas and probiotic this. And, you know, so it's got the, it's got like the Erewhon kind of vibe to it for sure. in a lot of places, Mm -hmm. but it's not as strong. And maybe I'm just basing this off the, the little piece that I saw, but, but yeah, in general, I think uh, like the perception of LA is it's a super trendy town where everyone's trying to make it an entertainment. And most of it is like dirty and totally congested with like little pieces of beach where there's tons of homeless people. That's essentially like, like the picture of LA as it stands at the moment. Would you disagree? No, I think that's fair. Yeah. And so yeah, I, I didn't think see mixed that. In with that is just the whole, like, the LA, the LA person, you know, the, the non-actor, but the part-time influencer. Part-time influencer that's trying to promote an aesthetic uses like their, like thinks like building up their brand is really important, yeah. you know? <laughs> I was, well, yeah, I, I want to, re- I almost cut you off right in the beginning. Cause you were like, 
there's a lot of uh like it's very different and feels very far away from what i thought but i was like literally in terms of miles like the la that you're describing is pretty far away from hermosa beach right you know like that's like right. hollywood like down like not i don't think that's even really west la like santa monica like i think the actors and comics and everything is like more in like the heart of the city and hermosa right. beach is like that that beach town that's like technically touches la but not really like gotcha. what it is um but from someone that spends a lot of time in again not real la either like south bay is awesome yeah it's like oh it really it's is amazing it really is it's such a nice vibe i mean it's still socal you know um but you know the people are pretty cool i feel like it's a nice blend between kind of like the the cute cuteness and niceness of like an orange county town slash beach with also kind of like the like <laughs> uh kind of like the i mean they're not i don't know how to say this without sounding like a dick you know but like dick. orange county people yeah orange county people on average are like super in your face outwardly conservative don't make me wear a mask fuck you i'm rich and i earned it like that that kind of thing my, whereas my LA has to go to usc yeah yeah exactly whereas uh and i'm not ashamed of it you know and like where I, I think la is like just like one step closer to as crazy as it sounds it feels like one step like closer to the direction of like like we're all just I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't have that same energy to me that Orange County definitely does. Yeah, a little more diverse. And yeah, again, maybe that doesn't speak to like like I don't know if West LA is the most diverse place in the world. It kind of gives me the same feeling that like like the marina in San Francisco gives you the feeling of. Yeah, like you know, a lot of people look a lot like you. Right. Um, But definitely more diverse than yeah, like what you're saying, like Newport. Right. San Clemente. Right. New Laguna. (laughs) Yeah. Coastal San Diego, honestly. North County San Diego. Yeah, for sure. I mean, not as, I don't get the same, I don't get it as much, but maybe I just don't see it. Maybe they're a little better at hiding it, you know? Yeah. I think um, the cool thing about Hermosa and everything, though, is like, like when Sean talks about it, if you want to go do everything that LA has to offer, like that's totally an option. Like it's an Uber to go do that. It's, you know, it's not like you're living in San Clemente and if you want to go have dinner there, it's like an hour and a half each way. It's like right. it's a 30 minute drive or whatever. But for someone like Sean, who's doing those things like once a month, twice a month, maybe like, right. why would you not spend, you know, six days a week, again, a bicycle ride from the beach, right? No chaos, less chaos. Oh, oh, a walk, a short, like a, literally a two second walk to the beach, but a even a walk to the pier, but they have these e-bikes that are so sick. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of the overdone at this point. The e-bike revolution is sick. <laughs> it's sick. It's way cooler than the sprinter van, but it's kind of along the same van or along yeah. the same vein, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think you're totally right. And I don't knock people that, yeah, that want to live in LA. I, I, I get that too. But, but in general, it was good. It was more fun, like, seeing Sean hanging out at his apartment. His apartment was, like, by, I'm sure by L.A. standards, like, really small. But by San Francisco standards, totally normal and totally affordable. Um, and, and to be that close to the beach was, like, oh, my God, I forgot we used to live like that. And oh, won't get into it now. I miss college. Um, but, <laughs> and then, then you came then, down uh, to San Diego. Then I came down to San Diego. We stopped to get, like, wings on the way. Uh, at this place in San Clemente that I had been only once before when I was a freshman in college and ended up getting so, anyways. Uh, so I went down to San Diego first night, a couple of the boys were going to some box tickets at a Laker game. Totally understandable. I'm not going to give them any more shit. Can't blame them. I'm not going to give them any more shit than I did in the moment. Um, but what I ended up doing, which honestly ended up being really fun. And, uh, was hanging out at your house, drinking beers. You were honestly struggling with dehydration <laughs> from your 13-mile <laughs> run that you had had earlier that day. 
but it was so it was good to see we got it like a quick hangout in before they left and then we went and got dinner uh and then we came back and we played craps learned craps on your like literally in your living room on like a little board that they had with the wall and everything to roll the dice up against that was super fun saw Farah, saw thomas Dude, uh, Frost's, and then, so Frost's White Elephant Gift was the at-home casino set where it's yes. like blackjack, X, poker, X, craps, like just whatever you want, and it all folds out and it's like a dining room table. Right. The thing is, the thing is incredible. It's incredible. It's, I mean, it's so talk, un- about, talk about easy, clean fun. <laughs> and also, Frost was coming off like... Probably a 12-hour shift. Had to go back to work at 6 a.m. in the morning. But get him in front of a craps table. And he'll stay there. Like you thought he, two yeah, or three he years. Up. He'll buy in again. Like, yeah. There is something about gambling that's really fun in that way. Um, but, man, it did make me want to go to Vegas and try my luck at the craps table. Because that's the only one that's, like, really fun. But I could drain money immediately. I would like to see how it's played in Vegas. Because we were not playing it correctly, I don't think. Like entirely yeah. correctly, but I'm yeah. sure it's one of those things too, where it's like, as long as you put your money somewhere on the table, like the, the dealer knows his job. Like he just hands you money when you win sooner enough, right? You'll pick up the rules and crap seems cool. Cause it's like, you know, it's the one where like everyone's together, right? Like everything else, yes. you're, it's such a, everyone's a, on the same like, team all the time. Yeah. Like blackjack, you lose, you're all by yourself. Like the guy to your right just went up huge and you lost everything. You're just so bummed. So bummed. As opposed to like craps, you know, you ride the waves with everybody. And I like it. I like it too when, and I don't know if you were doing this intentionally, but at a certain point you started being like, okay, we're looking for, you know, either a four, a six, or a, a nine, and we're in good shape. Uh, if we bust on a seven or an 11, uh, but if the 11 hits, then we get the prop at, you know, like that kind of stuff yeah. before each roll makes it way more fun because then you're like you know what you're looking for as soon as it hits rather than trying to do the math afterwards which is so confusing (laughs) yeah but it would be very helpful to have one veteran there but no i still think it was very fun and it was also fun that it was like we thought we were gambling real money we were like we tricked ourselves into like we put it all into the house and we made an imaginary (laughs) house and then if someone busted we're all seed investors in a fund yeah, it was like just <laughs> yeah. take money from the house, bro. I'm not worried about it. Like, don't, don't even, like, yeah, that's all yours. At the end of no, the game, we yeah. realized there was no way to make it, uh, make everybody whole. It successfully, like, we had wanted it to work to the point where we bought in that it was real money, you know, and that's what it takes for, like, that's the purpose that money serves in gambling is so that people take it seriously, so they have some sort of risk on the line. And, like, yeah. I wasn't betting on, like, an asshole, which I probably would have if it's fake money, you know? A hundred percent. Yeah. It worked out perfectly. And then, but I think everyone went home with their $25 back. Yeah, definitely. And, and you're so right, the team aspect. And I don't know if uh, are, any of the listeners haven't played craps before. I hadn't. But the goal is you're basically looking, one person rolls, but everyone bets on every round. Um I mean, I guess you don't have to. You could sit around out, but then someone could take your spot or they'll ask you to leave because you're not betting enough. But anyways, one person rolls, bangs the dice against the back end of the table, and like based on that roll, a certain amount of bets will hit, bust, or push. Um, so everyone is like cheering uh, you know, multiple times. I'm like, Thomas, ride with me, dude. I'm going to hit the pass line on the first one. And then sure enough, bang, hits. And like, you're high five in. And yeah, the team aspect, it's like, it's like yeah, you're playing a like sport coach, together. Give me the ball back. I want, I want to roll it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, if you're not hot, you can bet on someone else being hot. I think that's also a cool aspect where it's like, it's, you're not just riding on your own luck. You're, you're riding on the luck of like others a lot of the time, you know? Yeah. And I also like that there's two, I guess roulette has, roulette has it too, where there's like, there's two very, prominent bets like in craps it was like the pass or the don't pass right where right everyone at the table is likely to have someone that they're like linked up with where i don't know some other games it seems like again it's a lot easier for just one person to win and you kind of just celebrate by yourself yeah yeah totally totally yeah i you know yeah i great white elephant gift anyone ever needs a white elephant great white elephant thank you for us 
Um, and so then pretty mellow night. I mean, the boys got back. We, we unsuccessfully tried to get a DoorDash order, but then the fortunately, <laughs> DiGiorno, uh, after, after like three times of turning off the oven and turning it back on, uh, the, the boys came back from the Laker game. We hung out. We humed. Everyone was in good spirits. Everyone was awake enough to have a beer. <laughs> Sean, fells, Sean was so tired, dude. He falls asleep, like, with a Coors Light, just, like, sitting in his... You remember this? With the yeah. Coors Light sitting in his lap. And then at some point, <laughs> Patrick, who is an absolute athlete, by the way. Holy hell. <laughs> literally, it's just all you hear is, like... And, and Patrick, like, literally jumps out of his seat. And Sean is just, like, passed out, spilling beer all over there. <laughs> Just 12 ounces, like, upside down. Yeah, exactly. And then, luckily, he had to sleep in it that night, so it all kind of worked out. Any any residual smell after that? No. No, the couch is, the couch is good. It was kind of, uh, if you're going to make your bed, you're going to sleep in it? Is that the same? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make your bed, you lay in it, or something like that. Yeah. If you're going to do your sheets, you know, you should also probably get under them and maybe fall asleep at some point. <laughs> It's only right. It's only fair. <laughs> it's only fair. That's what they say. Uh, and but, then, yeah, Saturday, big beach day. Big beach it, day. It's it's crazy where it's sunny and sixty degrees, and as long as there's no wind, you'd think it's the middle of July. Like totally, sunscreen on, shirt off, throw on the sunscreen, lube up the body, play a little spike oh, yeah. ball. Oh yeah, dude. Clear out all the pebbles because there's no sand on your beach for some reason. <laughs> the vicious winter has really gotten <laughs> gotten the better part of our sand down here in uh in North County. Yeah, it's, yeah. People people talk about the melting ice caps. <laughs> they yeah. don't talk about the. It's oh, closer the than you think. <laughs> it's being ripped off the beaches, but uh, but yeah, that was that was really fun because. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, like to have that kind of beach day in the middle of winter, that's like only San Diego, you know, and you have the, you don't have the wind for some, I don't know how you avoid the wind. Do you get a lot of wind in San Diego or no? In the summer, it's windy, not windy, but there's wind like every single day. And in the spring, it's more like that too. But in the fall and the winter, there's days where it's just either super calm or a little bit offshore where it almost feels like it looks like there's no wind, but there's a little bit. Right. Um, okay. But we're yeah, we're lucky. We're definitely lucky when it's sunny and there's no wind and you can like you can comfortably sit outside. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then the into watching the second half of the Bills game and which was honestly so fun. I started having my beers then, which was might been a been a little premature for that night. Um uh, but <laughs> I was having too much fun, dude. I couldn't there, stop. There's an all-time line from... I, I don't think I was here when you guys were sitting on the couch. I was upstairs or something. But Miles was like, yesterday before we went to dinner, <laughs> Connor was like, I should shower right now, but I'm just having too much fun. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it was literally like... It was. It was, a, it was exactly that. I was like, damn, this is fucking awesome. I'm with all my friends. I'm drinking beers. I'm getting a buzz when I'm not supposed to. Secret drinking yeah. is the best, you know? Yeah, you get away uh, with something. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, like, hide bottles around the house. and. The <laughs> but, uh, but, it was, but that was really fun, watching the end of the game while we're waiting to, like, basically figure out our, our plan for lunch. As usual, our group lagged like crazy. So we ended up, it ended up being dinner, which I think worked out. Yeah. Um, at the, we at literally the West End. Missed, we lagged long enough to miss the entire meal. Yeah. Exactly. We left the beach at one thirty, and we couldn't find a way to get luncheon before three thirty. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And that place was really nice, pretty expensive, but really nice. Yeah. Uh, hey, it's coastal. It's coastal, right? Uh, and then, and then we went to your house for a pregame, which was the highlight. Um, in it my sucks, eyes, I, I missed that. <laughs> Oh, all right. <laughs> the entire day, Connor was talking. He was like, um, do you guys, you guys have like cups, right? Like we could play games later. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah we got cups. He was like, cool, cool. What, uh, what time do you think we could play games? Because if, if, <laughs> if we want to play games, we should probably leave the beach 
one o'clock, and then we could play games two, <laughs> play games before lunch. And dude, yeah. I didn't feel like anyone was taking me seriously. It was, it like, was, that a was a genu- like, it, it was like a childlike excitement though. Like it was, <laughs> yeah. it was awesome. Honestly, I felt a lot of that that whole weekend. I was just like giddy to just like be hanging out with all my friends again. You know, like it was so. I had such a good time overall. Um. So such a successful trip. I was pretty, I was pretty hurt at the end of it. I did five days in a row of like pretty heavy drinking, and sleeping yeah. on couches. That's oh, a big dude. trip. Sleeping on couches for five nights straight sucked. <laughs> sucked. Your couch not as bad. Not as bad. Sean's couch zero support for my spine. Yeah. And like such a shitty couch. Thank you, Sean, for letting me stay there. But like. Like it's a soft well, couch, that thing. but it's not a it's not a good sleeping couch. We can all admit that. But but it was it was super fun. How are you doing? That was like I mean, you drank a, a little bit that weekend, and you're getting you're getting closer to race day. Is that is that creeping into your mind at all? Uh, yeah, I was pretty hungover on Sunday. Not wicked hungover. I so I missed the I missed the games that night. Uh, Lori and I had our three-year anniversary dinner that conflicted with the pregame. How was it? How was the special sushi place? It was a very special sushi place. It was very special. Tell the fans. It was, uh, yeah, it's a very cool sushi restaurant. Uh, My dad used to go there a lot when he was working. He had a lot of Japanese clients he worked with, and he said that was, like, always, like, in their eyes where they wanted to go. Right. And, And, like, in our household, it was, like, it was like, oh, like, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go. Dad says it's the best. And I never went. And then me and Lori were talking about where we should go. I pitched this. Uh, we were both excited about it. I think part of the allure of it is that it's supposed to be, like, really high-quality uh, sushi. But it's very much so, like, a no-frills, like, it doesn't have, like, the glitz and the glam of, like, a high-end restaurant. Right. It's in, like a, like, a small strip mall. It, like, shares a wall with a Planned Parenthood and a 7-Eleven. Like it's very <laughs> unassuming and then you get it right. and it's awesome. I'm usually, I'm usually not like a, like the most, you know, creative or authentic, like sushi order. Like I don't know enough about like the different cuts and the, you know, sashimi, nigiri, etc. Right. So it'll be like, I'll try and get one fun thing and then like sushi rolls. But this time I figured like, if I'm going to go to a nice place, like, Let's let's see what makes it nice. So I got the uh, the omakase, which is like the you know what's good, just, right? Just bring what's good. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Dude, it was like it was such a cool dining experience because it was like I don't know. I've never had like I've never had a meal like that where it was literally like ten very small portions. So right. you just kind of like hang out for ten minutes. You eat a little bit of food. You chat. You chat. You chat. Then 10 minutes later, the lady comes over, swaps it out, tells you what it is, like tells you why it's like, why they think it's good. And then you try it. And like maybe <laughs> 70% of it, I was four and yeah. 30% of it. I was like, not super hyped on <laughs> dude. It's such, it's such a, like, I don't know. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if it was actually disrespectful to like leave food on the plate. So in the beginning I was just trying to like close my eyes and just murder anything that I didn't want. Right. And <laughs> have you ever had uh have you ever had uni before? It's like the sea urchin. I've heard it's of like, it, but I don't think I've ever had it. It's like orange and um I don't really know how to describe it. It's kind of like mucky maybe. Like it kind of looks like foamy and just like I don't know, it's it's pretty out there in terms of like mouthfeel. <laughs> like Ooh, texture? Like just super interesting texture. And I got, I had it for the first time and like the second place they gave us. And I was like, that was weird. Uh, not a huge fan, but whatever, we'll get past it. And then I just kind of like didn't sit super well. And then like the eighth plate they brought out, had it again. I was like, dude, dude. I just gotta, I just gotta pass on this one. Um, but I, so would you say, uh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't want to cut you off, but would you say it? Destroy, like it killed more in like a uh, experience points or in flavor points. I think 
it's one of those things where it's like it's not better than like a sushi roll you know like if you go and you order your favorite sushi roll like that tastes really good (laughs) you know like i love a philadelphia roll which is just cream cheese and salmon (laughs) and like you know like that's good but this was like i don't know it was like cool it was like things you don't normally eat and like like there is a ton of amazing stuff but it was uh it made me it made me much more of like a man maybe i should try and like you know get a little more creative when i go eat sushi the only issue is that I think that makes things much more expensive. Mm. Um, I was going to ask. Did it break it was the like, bank? Yeah, it was like 110 bucks for the, for the give me whatever you guys think I should eat. And total? Total. Which is like. Oh, okay. You know, it was for like one. It's technically, I think you're supposed to have like each person at the table orders it. But we would just kind of do like, I just ordered it for the table and it was just like, pick whichever ones you think you would like. Um, yeah, again, not something okay. you can do every time, but for, uh, for a special dinner, I think, I think it's something I would, uh, I would definitely recommend. But it was interesting going from that. It was like very nice, very wholesome. And then it was just like, you guys text me like, yeah, we're going to PB right now. If you leave the restaurant, you'll meet us at the pregame. <laughs> we just had so much fun. You guys just missed the most fun thing ever. It's gonna tonight's gonna be awesome. And me and Lori just got there, and it was like, boom! Like, okay, let's catch up. Like, yeah, you could tell everyone just everyone came in such high energy, had so much fun. You know, playing yeah. all the games. It sounded like there was a ton of games. Right. A lot of games played. A lot of games. Games played. are so dangerous, by the way, too, because those things get you so drunk and you don't even realize it. Which but games were you playing? Continue. Just we're we're a pretty big rage cage household. Yeah, we played a little. I played like one game in the beginning, but honestly, that game's really hard unless you have like all competitive players at the table. Um, yeah, because it just ends up spending too much time on one. The cup doesn't move fast enough, you know. Uh, and I'm not gonna point fingers, but there were definitely some players that like perhaps could should have been on a di- you know different league, but. Anyways, the games that were fun that I wanted to play were like, <laughs> yeah, four corners, um, chesties, uh, fuck yeah, flip cup, all those games were played. And those were really fun. Those are my okay. favorite games. Easily. Yeah, we're, we're not very good hosts in terms of like, like none of us are like games guys, you know? Right. Like we were never the ones to be like, all right, like you three versus us, you know, we were more so we're like participants, but we're not team captains. Right. Right. It is interesting. I did, I did, I think I did a little bit of facilitating. I hope not too much, but we made it happen. We made it happen. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) elbows, not okay. (laughs) Uh, And then Connor Riley turned on the UFC fights. Hell yeah. (laughs) And so that was fun. Um, Yeah, dude, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. I went to PB. PB was fun. Uh, so we went to a very interesting, I mean, for the San Diego listeners, um, we went to I was El a little Prez. confused by that pick. So I, okay, so I think there was, there was some nepotism because I think the host, Mady, I think her boyfriend, Barbax, at that bar. During the day, the bar is like a very, El Prez is like a very, I've never been, but I think it's like a cool outdoor, like you're on like, uh, there's like no roof. It's like an open air sort of thing. And I don't know if it's like a brunch thing or just like a go to a real bar thing, but it's like you hear about people going. I've never right. heard of anyone going there at night. And now it's like makes total sense because what was open and what we went to was the strangest room I've maybe ever yeah. been in. It called itself a bar. Like it looked like it took furniture from like all of the other parts of the restaurant and they needed like yeah. a storage room. And they just kind of yeah. like arranged. It was like Victorian couches, yeah. And like it, it was weird. Don't get me wrong. I had fun, but it was. But it was. It was like we walked in there. And we were the only, literally, the only people in the bar when we first got there. Which is like always like, ooh, okay, let's order a drink. You know what I mean? And then I mean we like we stayed and we danced and it was great. Uh, and that was the end of my night for sure. But. But I don't know, my, my recollection of PB is like long lines and like packed bars. And so this, yeah. I mean, I guess I would prefer, to be totally honest, I'd prefer that. 
Where I, I think that was one of my most fun nights. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was one of my most fun nights with our group of friends in PB because it was like, literally, you didn't have to wait for a drink. The bartender yeah. was only serving us. It was like we rented out yes. the place. Yes. The music was That's good. There was and we good had a lights. big enough group. Yeah. yeah it was like we had a big people. enough group where it was worth. Yeah. So, so that was fun. Yeah. But I was super hungover the next morning. Um, I'm trying to track down the photos that we took that night because we must have, like, I swear there was seven I have, different. I have a bunch okay. of them. I can send them okay. to you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Sunday sucked. I was actually in L. I know you went back to Sean's house. I texted you because I went to Lori's that night and I was yeah. going to try and meet up to you in the morning, but I think your flight was too early. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, you drove back on Sunday? What time did you leave? Like three. It was just end of the day. Oh, I think okay. we didn't have work on Monday. Was that a holiday weekend? Maybe I'm making that up. Mm, I doubt it. But. I don't think it was. Yeah. But yeah. So, but um, back to my question about, like, now you're getting closer to race day. Oh, yeah. Were you worried? Were you worried this weekend? Dude, so I Not wasn't worried. worried. I wasn't worried after that weekend. But this most recent week, we had a... A company day where we went to the golf tournament that's hosted at Torrey Pines Golf Course, just up the street from the apartment. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It was super cool. It was like we had a, a like global town hall, whatever you call it, where like everyone from the company goes to our meeting, and then from there they bust everybody to the golf course. And it ended up just being like a five-hour drinking event, right in the middle of the work week, and just threw off like everything I had regarding like eating. And exercising and sleeping, and it was just like, oh my god! Thursday, Friday, yeah. did absolutely nothing. Saturday, yeah. like, tried to figure out how I could go for a run. Um, but that was like, that was the first wake up call where I was like, damn, I might have to start like set some priorities, right? Um, or at least like picking your moments better. Yeah, yeah. I think, but I, I know, have a question. New Orleans, <laughs> New Orleans. Yeah, you're not going to avoid that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not going to avoid that. That's on, that's that is what it is. You're going to have to play around that, but everything else is in your control. I would love. I mean, I don't know what the metrics like, what you would look at, but there's got to be something for like, like how much work do you effectively erase by flying to New Orleans for five days or four days, whatever we're there for. So, I, I mean, I, I, do you, is that asking me a question or are you, sorry, I don't want to interrupt your point. Keep going. That's a rhetorical question of like, you know, like the combination of like eating shittily every single meal, drinking every day, getting horrible sleep. Like <clears throat> how far does that set you back? Mm. I, I would answer that. Well, it actually, that's interesting because after the the five days that I spent in SoCal, I then worked out three days in a row, went on a run for one of the workouts, and did did well actually. I was like, all right, fuck yeah, I still got it. Um, and then this weekend, and then like that was that this weekend, I I drank, but I nothing crazy. I got good sleep. Woke up today, and I'm still gonna I'm still gonna work out all five days this week. But that was the plan: it was a Monday run, a Wednesday run, a Friday run. And Tuesday, Thursday waits. And today I ran. And oh my God, it was like the worst run I've had in, in months, probably. Like, How so? Felt, I don't know if I'm like, I don't know what it is, but like, I felt like my lung capacity wasn't as good as it usually is. Uh, I felt like I was salivating constantly, like constantly spitting. Uh, and, and just like my pace was slower. And I, I didn't feel like I was doing really anything differently. So I, I guess I try, I don't want to, I, I don't want that to be an indicator of like a lost progress. I think it might've just been, you know, a tough day, but, it, but that being said, it's like, you never know like yeah. when you got to turn it on or like what's really going to affect you or when it's going to catch up to you. So I don't know. It's not linear, man. Right. I agree. I hope so. But I was going to ask you I what you know. thought. Uh, well, I have a question about the spitting thing because I always think about like, like, 
in my head, I never see people like the, the fittest kid on the team, you know, when you're at practice, they were never yeah. spitting off the track. Right. It was always us in the back that were just like, couldn't stop. Like, like, it's like, you're, <laughs> like you really can't keep all the spit in your mouth. It's, it's just salivating. Yeah. I don't know how it's cord. Like, I don't know what the, the correlation is <laughs> with such a good being point. horribly out of shape. It just like being, feeling like you're unable to breathe because you have so much saliva in your mouth. And it's not and, even like, I don't know how gross this is, but it's not like phlegmy either. It's like, it's just like loose spit that you're yeah. just emptying. Oh, it's gross. It's super gross. But I was thinking about that the other day because I was like, it, like it's, such, it's such a memory in my head of being just so out of breath. Like, like I can't even hear. My ears are ringing. And just, yeah. It's, we need yeah. a doctor to answer that question. That's what we need. So, but, but I do remember also us talking about when I was trying, when I was swimming every week and being like, Mondays are usually my worst day of swimming because it's almost like my body has to get used to taking the punishment. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that perhaps I just like, I'm kind of in that area where like, when's like tomorrow I'll do weights, I'll feel good. And then Wednesday I'll run and I'll feel even better. And maybe Friday will be my best run just because I'm so like, I'm on it. You know, I'm getting good sleep. I'm exercising. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there could definitely be, uh, some logic to that. Like Mondays, Mondays are probably not the most high energy day. Maybe not the most, you know, motivated day of the week. I Uh, also ate like shit. Do you miss the swimming at all? Miss it so much. Really? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I do. I really do. I think it's like the the most superior form of exercise that there ever could be. I mean, oh, I'm kind of losing you. The amount of exertion that you have that you experience for the level of like Yeah, it's just fun. You can go all out and you're not you don't feel like gross or like you're going to pass out. You know, yeah. I think that's the cool part. It's nice too. I've never done enough swimming. I did enough swimming one month where I got the speedo tan in Santa Barbara. Yeah. But it was kind of like, I just wanted to get to that benchmark. And then I was like, yeah, I'm kind of over it. I don't really like it that much. Um, yeah. But I feel like it never, I never felt like it was like destroying my body, especially when I was just getting into it. Like running or like weightlifting. I just feel like, oh, like, when I was when you try lifting for the first time in a while, I'm like you you do it too often, like your shoulders hurt. When you start running and you run too much, like your ankles and your shins and your knees, like it's so much impact. I imagine swimming right. being like a very low, low like wear and tear on your body type of activity. I would uh, I would totally agree. I also feel like, yeah, I get I'm so I feel so much more injury prone from running. Just also the, the amount. Can you hear me, by the way? Yeah. Uh, just because your, your picture's frozen, just FYI. But uh, yeah, just from the like, like, yeah, I don't know. My hip flexors hurt. My, whereas with like swimming, it's like, like I just have like soreness that kind of like burns off after like a couple laps back in the pool. It's like running is like you tweak something. You're like, maybe I shouldn't run today. I don't know. I feel that way, like, yeah, like literally every other week. Um, How is I'm the training my, going? So my coworker that I signed up with originally, he's down, down bad with the case of the um, the. He's calling it tendonitis, which I think is which is probably is the correct term, but I think that's just the correct. I think that's just like the overarching term of like inflammation anywhere. Okay, but he's got a. Um, got a pretty serious ordeal around the left ankle left like lower to mid ankle i don't know but it's one of those things where it's like like right now i feel i feel like i'm in such a good spot like my body feels so healthy in terms of like injury wise and i felt horrible like two and a half weeks ago i was like there's no way i'll be able to run like i'm gonna need to rest for a month like my achilles hurts so bad and I'm hoping, like, 
again, right now it seems like my coworkers like, he's like, damn, like I'm, I gotta go figure this out. Like I'm not gonna be able to, not gonna be able to run anymore until this gets fixed. And I'm just hoping that it's going to also be a short term issue for him. Um, right. Cause I know, like I know my term in that cycles, you know, my turn's coming up. Yeah. You can only feel oh, good for I so long. Right. Right. And uh, yeah, your time comes. Everyone's time yeah. comes eventually. Everyone's time comes. And my time's come like two or three times already, but um, it's good. I got like, when's New Orleans? Like a month from now? Yeah. Less. I got, I got to have all the hard work done by then. Yeah. Um, so that's like maybe like three more big dog runs. And then after that, it's just like, I think oh, you're a bunch back. of stretch. Oh, this is back? Yeah, you're back. Um, after that, I think it's just like a bunch of small, consistent runs that I've been doing, stretching, like some maintenance stuff. Um, but as, as I sit today on January 30th, feeling very good. Very, very good. I did. And, uh, and, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. And as you sit today here on January 30th, could you rattle off some of your, some of your resolutions before? Because I know you got a hard out, right, at 530? Uh, I actually just undid my hard out. I made it a hard six. Oh, let's ride. Yeah, okay. I talked to my guy. I know we have enough left on our schedule. Um, <laughs> no, I feel good. I did the first, uh, first hilly run on Saturday. I was, I was thinking if, if it was going to like break my Achilles and tear my calf muscle, that would be like kind of a red flag. Um, right. But it didn't. So I'm optimistic. Dude, I'm stoked for you. I believe in you 100%. Hey, you, get you, see the, you see the Dipsy registration thing? Uh, I read a little bit of it. Was there something I was supposed to see or just, just the fact no. that it, I could we, just throw we the idea up there? Dude, I'm down. When is it? When's the date? Uh, it's sometime in June. Yeah. And I think registration is totally like mid March. Dude, holy shit. That would be cheddar for you. After doing this race? Yeah, bro, it'll be cheddar for you in six months. That's true. You'll have finished I mean, the OC half by then. I know. I'm stoked for that. Uh, have you registered I don't yet? know. When, when do I start ramping up? Like, like, when do you start, like, really training for something, for, like, a half marathon? I like, think should I spend like, the next, like, two, two months just doing three milers consistently? Or do I? I think they say the like twelve to sixteen weeks is like kind of a normal, uh, like training window. Okay. Um. So that's in like May, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd start looking at things now. Um, okay. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where like it's so hard to to gauge like where you are today. Right. That like, like my issue was like I was like oh I'll just follow this like program thing and then like literally like right. week one I was like I can't do this shit like this is way too hard like week right. like where you're supposed to be week one was like I was two months away from being there, right? But but you have made so much progress. Is that fun? Uh, it is fun. Oh, we we, have, we got some bogeys quick, in the room. We have a quick guest, Connor Riley. Connor, would you like to oh, no speak Connor Norton? Oh, I would love to. What's up, dog? Are right, you gonna put this in? Is this pod? This is pod. What's going on, man? Dude, what's, what's going on? We were just talking about last, or the other weekend. Uh, what last weekend when you were? Uh, yeah, when I with when I came, Yeah, when I came and visited. Dude, and, uh, on real time. Yeah, dude, and the pregame that Kirk didn't go to. <laughs> Kirk didn't go to. <laughs> <laughs> probably the highlight. <laughs> Dude, that free game was fucking lit, man. It's a movie. You guys aren't missing anyone, right? Like, some people say it's the most people you've ever had at your apartment. All of the dogs were there. Every key player. <laughs> when you run down the list of the players that need to be there to make it yes. a great free game, yeah, best night of my all life. the boxes were checked. <laughs> How's work, dude? It was solid. I'm a. Uh, I'm at an interesting point where all of my projects are at the I don't have to do a lot of work for them stage. So I kind of just oh. sat at my desk and fucked around on the internet all day. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. I are scroll. people looking over your shoulder? 
Dude, my CSO sits like legit right behind me, like the number two uh, in my company. But they made it. They like offered to buy me like privacy screens, like when I first started, and I was like, right, I can't imagine I need that. And they're just like, look, if your work's getting done, like we don't give a fuck. And for the and for the listeners that don't know, a this is Connor Riley, who we've spoken about before on the podcast, <laughs> and B he has a job in a lab where he works on growing. Uh, CBD from yeast is my understanding. Yes, sir. Yeah. Using yeast yeah. to ferment CBD, THC, and uh, other assorted biomolecules, as it were. Dream job. As Dream it were. job. Very entertaining. You're one of- very, uh, very dynamic work environment and uh, very flexible, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. You, don't you go to work at like 11 a.m.? Uh, I mean, it's happened. I'm not going to say it hasn't happened. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say like I make it. a habit of it, but it um, is nice that when the waves are good, I can afford to uh, stroll into work at a later hour and put my hours <laughs> in on the back end. There's, uh, yeah. there's not a whole lot of meetings that go on, so it's a lot of individual work with like one meeting a week. So as long as I don't miss that and my work gets done, I can pretty much work. So I'm, whichever I'm in, like. I'm in the midst of a career transition at the moment. I'm in the heat of a trying to break in to an industry that all you hear about is layoffs being software engineers in tech. Right. And mm-hmm. the entry level job hunt is just a, it's, it's a, it's a hunger games. You know what I mean? It's just brutal. <clears throat> Disaster. I mean, you, cause I remember your, your search didn't come overnight. Yeah. I got, but, I got beaten down. See, I had a different problem. You're dealing with very large external forces, different macroeconomics i just had no experience whatsoever deeply unqualified <laughs> for the work i was supposed to do or you wanted to do yeah or yeah deeply unqualified for the work that i wanted to do so i basically just applied to literally a million companies until one of them was like gave you an opportunity we don't have enough money to pay someone that's actually qualified to do this so we're going to teach someone how to do this and pay them way less money than the market value yeah which is what I'm looking for, dude. Dude, I mean, hey, yeah. it worked. And now they've raised <laughs> me up to much closer to market value. That's all, yeah. And that's, that's the story I want to hear because you're also one of the rare people I know at our age that if you ask them how they like their job, they go, oh, dude, I love my job. My job's dude, awesome. I love my job. My job is sick as fuck. So there you go, folks. It can happen for you and it will happen <laughs> for me at some point. Uh, well, Connor Riley, thanks for coming on the pod. Absolutely. Anytime, I'll uh, pass it back off to Kirk Butler. There we go. How seamless is that? Right? Just good, clean that's fun. The, that's the kind of guy he is. He can walk in, hit the podcast, and then lose six times an apex in a row. Yeah, and then just go hop on the sticks. Connor has yeah. got a good gig. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. I lo- yeah. I, it's, so, it's, so, it's honestly it's so nice to talk to. But yeah, that's why, yeah. Fantastic, dude. You've got a good situation. Yeah. I do have a good situation. I am happy. Uh, It's good. You know, it's definitely can be. Look, for the listeners that have been here for a while, I'm going to say a lot of things I said when I was first on the job hunt after college. (laughs) Okay. So take all of it with a grain of salt. If you want to tune out, you can tune out. But. Like as Connor always, Riley. if you want to tune out, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As always, no one's forcing you to listen to our podcast, <laughs> so feel free to leave at any time. Uh, but as Connor Riley said, there are a lot of external forces working, um, creating obstacles at least for my job hunt that I have that I didn't experience before. At the end of the day, everyone suffers from the feeling of not having enough experience. In my case, I'm a boot camp grad, so that's kind of at least there's some kind of like industry awareness of the track that we come from as like the boot camp being a place where you acquire practical skills and you acquire yeah. practical experience. So I think there is some leeway, there is some understanding of that, but in a, in a market like this where companies are like not quick to a hire people, uh, but B invest money in expensive workers like engineers, um, uh, it comes with its set of challenges and I've definitely run into that. I mean, I've applied to probably like 80 or 90 companies now, probably like 
60 companies at this point and they're not all they're not all like like super thorough applications that i put a lot of time into a lot of them i would say probably like 60 percent of them are are pretty general and and use materials that i've that i've already you know purposed for other companies and you know i'm just gonna have to start like flipping that ratio on its head and maybe 60 percent are like you know quality applications versus and the 40 percent is like either linkedin easy applies or some version of like a general app um but i've gotten like no i've had i've i've gotten no traction i've got no interviews no phone screens i've been denied from a lot of places i've been i've had a lot i've had probably like six conversations over the phone or zoom with uh either recruiters for companies or engineers at the company um so my resume has been passed along it's had eyes on it but it's just it's nothing's nothing's worked out you know th- those things can take time too i mean i would say i started applying at the beginning of january uh yeah. and it's you know january 30th now so i can't i say this all as just like a matter of fact if people are curious like that's what's going on right now in terms of my mental my mental's good um I need to remind myself that I'm so lucky, A, to be living in Mo Valley. It's beautiful. Um, to be able to exercise at any point in the day that I want is something I remember wishing I could do while I had a job. Um, and, and it will happen at some point. If I keep knocking, like I tell people this, but if I keep knocking on the door, someone's going to open it, you know? Uh, yeah. And every, every day I also learn new skills and I also learn more about the job I want to do. And so it's like, at a certain point, I'll just have the experience that, um, that will get me higher. Like, as long as I don't give up, I will either outlast this recession or I will outlast the other people, you know? So it's like, I will not fucking lose. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have no other option. This is what I want to do. So if it takes longer, it takes longer. Like, whatever. And I I completely agree. Like, there's no way it doesn't happen. Right? That's what I think. Right? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think what I think what you have going for you, like what you're saying, maybe with the boot camp thing being like, like it's a different type of background than either like going to college and studying computer science or transferring from another entry level job. But I think it almost seems like you're fighting a different fight than a lot of people are fighting right now, mm-hmm. where like you're you're from a maybe a less popular, specifically coming from a financial recruiting firm. Like you're coming right. from a very different background, a very different set of skills than right. a lot of the people that are fighting for the same exact jobs. So maybe it's just going to be one of those things where like the, the opportunity that needs this very niche person, like there's only really a handful of applicants that can fill that niche job. Yeah. Um, I guess and it's my way of saying like maybe your specialization is going to work. Yeah. You know, and I kind of favor in a, in a very cool way. Thank you. And, and I'm hoping the same thing. I mean, there are a lot of, AI companies that are helping, you know, optimize sort of like internal platforms for like sales calling and like recruiting calling. So either they, they have like, yeah, they just use their artificial intelligence to prioritize certain leads to allow you to call multiple people at once and then kind of like build a queue if anyone enters, like if anyone actually picks up, like there's a lot of cool technology out there. Um, I could see myself having a pitch for one of them, but honestly, like, yeah, if my, if my, if my recruiting experience helps me get a role, great. Um, but I'm, I'm looking everywhere and yeah, it'll work out. Right. <laughs> right. No, I think hundred yeah. percent. Where yeah. do, uh, where do the startups fall on your list? Um, so I'm always curious, like people, a lot of people have, have like in industry, like, like, either advisors from app Academy or, you know, other engineers have like talked to me about like, Oh, have you thought about the startup route? But I always like, my biggest wonder is like what startups are hiring engineers with no experience, you know, like, like that seems like a big game. Now maybe the, the pitch is that they can pay them less and they're, they're more risk, uh, like pro risk, but yeah. Or risk loving as they would say. <laughs> um, but but I mean, I will look at him. Honestly, I do most of my searches on LinkedIn, which is not as many startups and more uh, com- like bigger companies. Um, but the, there's this thing called WellFound, which used to be called AngelList that has a lot of startups. 
Um, so I'm super open to it. I would love, I would love the experience to be on a startup team for sure. Yeah. I think it sounds really cool. Obviously there's a lot of, you know, benefits you have to give up with the startup, but it's like, you know, might as well do it while you're 24, right? Yeah, that exactly. And I think that's, that's where my value prop comes in. It's like, yeah, sure. Fine. Pay me. 50k and give me a bunch of equity and like let's see where this thing goes and like if it doesn't work out in a year then i'll maybe i can leapfrog other people because i've got so much experience on so many different teams you know or semi at least different projects within a within a single kind of platform um i think one thing i've noticed <clears throat> obviously i didn't move to a startup but moving from a much bigger team in my first job to a much smaller team in my second job it's like yeah. there's so many more cool opportunities to do work when there's less people. Right. And like that's what I think would be so cool about a startup is like, all right, like, you know, we've only got 20 people to do everything. Like, right. You're, you're, you're not going to be able to just like try and learn from somebody. Like, you might have to go figure some things out. And, right. I don't know. I think it'd be really cool. I'm super open to it. And it is just another example of the fact that there are similar to the way to the ways that you can acquire knowledge to become a software engineer there are many routes beyond the knowledge acquisition to then kind of break into the industry which is startup which is like i guess like a software engineering adjacent role but i don't want to do that because it's too dangerous to me um and then yeah and then yeah well here's the other exciting thing Uh, right now this is how I think it's gonna, I'm going to be successful. This is my plan. I've tried for the first month, or sorry, for the first like two, three weeks, I was pure study data structures, send out applications. And, and for those that don't know, data structures and algorithms are the interview, basically interview questions that they would ask you as an engineer. Um, and that was going to be my days, just data structures and studying um or and applying to jobs but now i'm like okay i I fall out of love with coding so fast when all i use it for is answering interview questions and the rest of my time is spent applying to jobs so my goal is going to be to like also have projects on the side that not only kind of like demonstrate like new skills and technologies that i understand and, and learn but also are like exciting to me that like remind me why i want to be doing this in the first place and also And also, like, cater those projects in a direction uh, that are, like, very true to your own, you know, yeah, to, to what you want to do. And then the rest will follow. You know, like, if you start moving in the direction on your own, I think that attracts people. Because then it's like, like, you have a genuine curiosity for it. Uh, like, it's, I'm going to do this, pro- like, that being said, I'm going to do a project that's like a Shopify website, uh, which is basically just, like, a basic implementation of Shopify's API for third-party sites. Yeah, um, that's cool though. Yeah, like, and it's like, that, like yeah, all the time. yeah, exactly. So it's 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 a skill that like might, yeah, that that literally so many job descriptions will ask for experience implementing Shopify websites. What are you gonna? What are we Shopify? Let's set up a Shopify. Exactly, site. exactly. Merch. That's what I was gonna merch. say. This is why yeah, merch, dude. So, um, I mean. My worry is I am going to put it on my resume. So do I want to blast the podcast on my res? You know, that makes me nervous. So what if we call it, what if it's not just CKC merch? Well, we could, they don't have to know what it stands for, but what if it was an original idea that I had many, many moons ago that I don't know if I pitched it to you, but, uh, is it, free is t-shirts it and food plan. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, no. it's a, it's a company called free t-shirts. Okay. And they're not actually free, but they're called free t-shirts so that like when you look up in the Google search bar, free t-shirts, this company comes up, but they're actually like cool designs, like an F and a T and you know, it's a little, it's a little bit of a and then, little bit of a stretch. Exactly. <laughs> and then, uh, but on that same website, we can also have all the CKC merch that we want. We can do it. Um, whatever they call it, like something on order create on order something where we're basically we oh, put yeah. nothing up but we just get a smaller cut um and people buy like our designs and 
So any fans that are be, that would be interested in getting some some of the first rounds of CKC merch, it's going to be very exclusive. We're only going to have a couple shirts, handmade, um, hand painted. <laughs> there's any graphic designers or artists listening? Um, yeah. Opportunity being something super cool. Yeah, truly on the ground level. Dude, maybe we'll get Ella to freaking repost it. You know, when the site goes Bro. live. She hit that hundred. I think she's at the hundred fifty k mark right now. My lord, dude, what are we doing? She can blow this up. <laughs> yeah, we get we get tee it up to maybe give Ooh. us a promo. Yeah, I'm about to see a boy now. I gotta hit him up. Is he really? Yeah. Yeah, I should. We should. We should. Uh, we should make that a 2023. Okay, this is a perfect segue to 2023 goals resolutions. One of one of my podcast resolutions is to touch base with all of our guests. Okay. So that's Nick, Ella, Tommy. Yep. Uh oh, are you asking me to okay, so yeah, we also have some pals. Blake. We have Blake. Vayner. Well, uh, yeah. I mean these are kind of we we keep in touch with them pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yeah. Taylor. Um Oh, true. I don't talk to Taylor very often. We'll do a post race podcast with Taylor. Yeah, dude. And that would be quite a part three from, from where part one started. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, wow. We had, we had a good interview phase. We should definitely get back on that. I missed that phase. That, I think that was like peak passion for the pod phase for me. Yeah, definitely. Well, the... the Peaks and valleys, dude. You got you to go through the valleys to understand the peaks. Not linear. You got to give up it's... sometimes. <laughs> Should we do resolutions? Be... Yeah, okay. Let's wrap it up then with, that, with some res. All right. Do you want to go first? Or do you want to alternate okay. or do you want to just rip through it? Sure, sure. We'll alternate. Um, okay, the week. So it's kind of two. The first one is get a job. Um, but the second one is, the week I sign my offer letter, I have to go back and do stand-up. That's my other yeah. resolution. Yeah. That's my, those are two of my first resolutions. All right. My first two is complete a marathon. Well, I'm in between complete and run. I'm going to stick with complete for now, and then I'm going to check back in. You can change the verbiage retrospectively if you want yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. We have the audio, the audio <laughs> editing yeah. capabilities. Yeah, exactly. Complete one of those. So even if it's, even if it doesn't work out, which I think it will, but if it doesn't work out in March, back to the drawing board. Um, opposite end of the fitness spectrum is to weigh more than I've ever weighed before, which I think is like hundred, like buck seventy-five. So I want to get low and then big, dude. I love that for you. Both ends of the spectrum. I think right, that's great. Back, you want me to keep going? No, oh, I can keep going. Okay. So, okay. Um, so along your lines, mine is to run a half marathon, um, which will be the OC marathon in May. And that's going to take place like in like Costa Mesa and like North Newport area, as I understand it. Hell yeah. Oh, okay. I'll go after you. Yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, you go. I was just, to tie that on, I genuinely had the thought before, before you even said that, I, I was going to say, like, get to down to, like, below 210 or, like, below 200 pounds again, but, like, the right way. Not, like, like through keto, but, like, through genuine keto exercise. Life hacks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, keto keto is not actually a life hack. It's a moment. It's a temporary solution. That's it. Um. Okay, so I have one career goal is to, to talk to three people that do what I want to do. So I think right now, Ooh. where I'm sitting right now, it'd be like talk to three tech product managers. You know, send the text out, send the email out, set up three, three calls. That's awesome. 
I love that. I love that. That idea. Along, I'm sorry. I keep piggybacking <laughs> off yours. <laughs> but along the same lines of that, uh, I would like to speak to, um, I, well, he'll never listen to this, but I got in touch with a, a higher up at LinkedIn in the engineering department um, who is a guy that's been around seemingly since the age of computers first dawned, you know, like he was a computer science major back in 90, 92 area. So, you know, taught himself like Linux and like, like all these, like how operating systems work literally when he was in fifth grade, he's a super bright guy and he works for a big tech company. I'm not going to say who, um, my goal is to maintain a relationship with him based on uh, computer science and engineering and not based on um, like career growth. I mean, I guess they are kind of one in the same, but I want to have like a uh, like a, a bond over our love of computer engineering, computer science, rather than a conversations like staying in touch with recruiters, you know? And part mm-hmm. of that is going to be um, building projects, sharing projects with him, sharing my, my, um, like the, the, the hard parts, how I solve the problems and just documenting my learning process. Well, I think is like a secondary benefit of being like in touch with this guy. Cause he's just a really bright guy. And he, he's the first person I talked to in my whole journey that from the jump was like, all we did was talk about like different technologies, different concepts, different applications different projects that he's worked on. Like it was, you could tell he, all he cared about was the nuts and the bolts, you know, he had and he had no time to talk about like the market or, or what wall street's saying, you know, he could care less, you know, he was yeah. like, dude, you should make this project, you know, like this would be so fun. So. Okay. Well, I, this isn't on my list, but I'm piggybacking off of your Shopify idea. Okay. To make, just to make money, not doing my nine to five job, like Ooh. it could be like literally ten dollars. Just yeah, get income from something that's not a paycheck to me, dude. That's a great one. I'm gonna I'm gonna also piggyback on that one, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna also push myself to make a dollar off the internet. Hell yeah! And with that, I mean, yeah. So keep an eye out for for merch. I'll throw some, I mean, you're not, you don't typically have a bunch of, uh, you're not usually a part of the design. It's in our previous business relationship, it seems, just because of your claim that you don't understand how to use the different technologies. I mean, GarageBand is a separate issue. I don't think it has anything to do with our e-commerce platform. <laughs> I'm not, opposed your area. To doing, I'm not opposed to the Shopify being unrelated to podcast merch, though. Yeah, I'm down. We can take this conversation, you know, down the we line. We can take it offline, dude. That's where the real yeah. business happens. That's where, you know, talk equity, you know, figure yeah, out. Yeah, let's, let's break it down now, right? Someone's got to have 51. All right, well, then uh, I'll say goodbye to the listeners. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you, everybody. Honor, 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 honor,